Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Songs in the Night as we pick up in Psalm chapter 42, verse 7. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Deep calleth unto deep. At the noise of thy water spouts, all the waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. And so though it seems like I'm being overwhelmed, the billows of grief and sorrow and, and trouble are just overflowing me, Yet, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me. There are many references in the scripture to songs in the night. A couple of years ago, I was back in Pennsylvania speaking in some special services back there, and I got hold of some bad tuna that they serve for dinner, and I got food poisoning. And after the service that night, when I came back to my room, I was sick. Oh, I was sick. I couldn't sleep. Just, my stomach was just churning, burning, crazy food poisoning. And as I lay there in in misery, a beautiful chorus, worship chorus, came to me. I'd never heard it before. It was just inspiration, just a song of worship and praise to the Lord. And I started to sing it. And I sang it over and over and over again, a song in the night of worship, of praise, of thanksgiving to the Lord. And I thought, oh, that's a beautiful chorus. I better get up and write it down. I can maybe slip downstairs and pick out the tune on the piano and write it down because, oh, I don't want to forget this. I want to teach this to everybody. Oh, such a neat chorus to worship the Lord, you know. And I thought, well, if if I were plunking on the piano at this hour of the morning and I should awaken my host, they'd think I was crazy or something. Maybe I better not go downstairs. But really, I was too sick to get out of bed and, and, and turn on the light and write the thing down. So I just kept singing it over and over. And I thought, oh, no, I'll never forget this. This is just beautiful. And I finally sang myself to sleep. In the morning when I awakened, I was healed. The Lord had touched me. I was feeling fine, except that I couldn't remember the chorus. (laughs) It's sort of like the lost chord, you know. I searched, (laughs) done my best to try to remember it. And I, I said, oh, Lord. Please help me to remember it. And he said, no, that was just the song for the night. 
my song to get you through that rough night. In the night, his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me while they daily say unto me, where is your God? That's one of the things that people quite often cast at the Christian when something goes wrong. Where was your God when that tragedy happened? Where was your God, you know? As though God is supposed to deliver us from every problem in our lives. God doesn't promise to deliver you from every problem. In fact, there is a promise that you don't really like that says many are the afflictions of the righteous. <laughs> I hate that <laughs> promise. I don't like afflictions. And in afflictions, people are always saying, well, where was your God then? You know, where is your God when children are starving to death in Cambodia? Where is your God when earthquakes happen in Algeria? Where is your God? when Mount St. Helens blows its top. Where is your God? It does get discouraging sometimes when we don't have answers. Why art thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Hey, I'm going to come through one of these days, I'll be praising God even for this trial that I am presently enduring. I will yet praise him. Psalm 43 seems to be similar to Psalm 42. There are some who believe that it actually belonged to Psalm 42, and in some of the manuscripts, they were even put together as one psalm. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. How many times we've cried out to God, Oh God, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. God, I want to do the right thing. God, I want to follow your will in this matter. God, I don't know which way to turn. I don't know what way to go. God, send out your light. Let your truth lead me. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp I will praise thee, O God my God. And then the phrase that we had in the last psalm, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Psalm 44, we have heard with our ears... O God, our fathers have told us what work you did in their days in times of old. 
how you did drive out the heathen with thy hand, and you planted them, and how you did afflict the people and cast them out. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand and thy arm and the light of thy countenance, because you had favor unto them. Thou art my king, O God, command deliverances for Jacob. Through thee we will push down our enemies. Through thy name we will tread them under that rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. Now, this psalm begins in a very powerful kind of an affirmation of God and, and a dependency upon God. And, Lord, we've heard, our fathers have told us how that in times past you were with them, you helped them, you delivered their enemies into their hands, how that they came into this land and, and you gave this land over to them. You drove out the enemies. It wasn't their strength or their power, but, God, it was your hand upon them that brought them into the land and gave them victory here. Lord, we've known all about it. We've heard about it. And you are our God. We acknowledge you as our king. But what's wrong? Now we get into the, <laughs> the complaint of the psalmist. Now, up to now, we're in good shape, you see. We know your power. We know what you've done. And you are our God, but something's gone wrong here. But thou hast saved us from our enemies and hast put them to shame that hated us. In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever and ever. And then the sea law brings the end of that part of the psalm. That's it. God, we're trusting in you. You're it. You've done it. Now, here's, here begins the complaint with verse 9. The Selah ends the first thing of confidence in God. But thou hast cast off and put us to shame. And you go not forth with our armies. You make us to turn our back from the enemy, and they which hate us spoil for themselves. You have given us like sheep appointed for meat, and you've scattered us among the heathen. You sell your people for nothing, and you do not increase your wealth by their price. You make us a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them that are round about us. You make us a byword among the heathen, the shaking of the head among the people. My confusion is continually before me, and the shame of my face has covered me. For the voice of him that reproached and blasphemed by reason of the enemy and the avenger. All this has come upon us, yet we have not forgotten thee, neither have we dealt falsely in thy covenant. Our heart is not turned back, neither have our steps declined from thy way. Though thou hast sore broken us in the place of dragons and covered us with the shadow of death. If we have forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to a strange God, shall not God search this out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Yea, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake. Why sleepest thou, O Lord? Arise, cast us not off forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and our oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust, our belly cleaves unto the earth. Arise for our help and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. Now, it's an interesting psalm because there's vivid contrast. Again, the beginning with God. We've heard of what you've done in the past. We know of your power. Our fathers have told us what you have done. You are our God. And yet, the difficulty of 
trying to understand our present circumstances which are so adverse. If it is true that you take care of your people, if it is true that you deliver your people, then why are we in this present dilemma? For we have served you, we've kept your covenant. Why, God, are we having these problems? Again, let me emphasize that God nowhere has promised that he would keep us from problems. He has promised to be with us in every trial. But, beloved, count it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. And yet, when we see a friend going through a deep trial, we say, boy, this is weird. Wonder why God's allowing this, you know. Or if I'm going through a heavy trial, I'm always thinking of it as some strange thing that's happened to me. Why should I have to go through this trial? I guess it is almost instinctive for us to shun suffering. We don't want to suffer. We don't like to suffer. We would like to have an easy path through life. We would like to have everything come up roses. But life isn't that way. Life has many pitfalls. Life has many sorrows. Life is filled with trials. But as a child of God, I have the confidence and the assurance that God will be with me through any experience that I might have to pass. More than that, he's already gone before me. There is no temptation that has taken you, but what is common with all men, but God with that temptation will provide for you the way of escape, for he will not allow you to be tempted beyond your capacity to bear it, to endure it. But the trial of your faith is more precious than gold, though it perisheth, because that trial of your faith is producing, really, the enduring qualities. Now, fire is an interesting substance. And one of the um, ways by which God is defined is our God, it says, is a consuming fire. Now, God is love. God is light. God is good. But then also, our God is a consuming fire. What does he consume? He consumes the dross, the chaff, the sin, the evil. You see, Fire is interesting because it has the capacity of destroying or of transmitting into permanency. It all depends upon the material that is in it. Now, if you've got a bag of sticks, 
then fire will consume it. But that same fire that consumes the sticks can forge the steel into permanency. In order for steel to be hardened, forged, you've got to put it through severe fire, tremendous heat, but it's tempered, transmitted into permanency. Now, God is a figure of fire. We are all dwelling in God, in the fire, but what's the fire doing to you? It all depends on what you are. If you're a child of God, that fire is burning the dross. If you're not a child of God, that same fire is destroying you. Now, we do have experiences in life that we do not understand. It is interesting that this particular psalm does not come out with any glowing happy ever after at the end. It ends with a cry. Oh, help me, God, for your mercy's sake. But it isn't one of the and lived happily ever after kind of a things. It just ends with the cry, oh, God, I need help. But because the cry is unto God, the end is assumed. God will take care of it. God is watching over me. God does know the trial and the path that I take, and God will bring me through. Someday, I'm going to come out on top, victorious through him. God will see that I do. The 45th Psalm is one of those beautiful psalms that refers to Christ, the messianic psalm, the glorious king. But in this all, in the same psalm is seen the church, the bride of Jesus Christ. And so we have in Psalm 45, the beautiful mystery of Christ and the church, the king and his bride. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Describing the king, thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips, therefore God hath blessed thee forever. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty. And in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee awesome things. Thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Now in the book of Hebrews, it acknowledges that this was written concerning Jesus Christ. And as the author of the book of Hebrews is seeking to uh, show the superiority of Jesus Christ over the angels, he quotes this particular psalm showing that God called him God.
for this psalm is inspired by God. And God, in inspiring the psalm, saying of Jesus Christ, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. So in the New Testament, there are those that would challenge the deity of Jesus Christ, saying that it isn't really a biblical doctrine. In spite of the fact that in the first chapter of John we read, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In spite of the fact that Thomas, when Jesus said to him, after the resurrection, Thomas, you want to put your finger in my hand? Go ahead. You want to thrust your hand into my side? Go ahead. See if it isn't me. And Thomas cried, my Lord and my God. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 42 through 45 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today. P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord bless you and keep you steadfast in the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And may you experience each day more of his love, more of his spirit working in your life as you yield yourself to God. May you know that power through the Holy Spirit. But don't force it. Just flow with the Spirit and have a beautiful day in Jesus. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. For those who like to read books electronically on their mobile devices, you can now download most of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith's books to your Kindle reader or any mobile device such as your cell phone. What a blessing to be able to have these resources with you at all times, especially when you're in a place to minister to another person. If you read ebooks, then you know the advantage of being able to search, find, and minister within seconds. And with all of Pastor Chuck and Kay's insights into biblical wisdom, 
This is a great opportunity to be able to gain from their book so you can share the good news with others. If you would like more information on how to download Pastor Chuck and Kay's eBooks, you can call the Word for Today customer service department at 1-800-272-9673. That's 1-800-272-9673. Or to download most of Pastor Chuck and Kay's eBooks online, visit thewordfortoday.org. Again, that's thewordfortoday.org.